welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we are going to be looking at the case of Harper Trust and Brazil. The citation for this case is 2022 UKSC 21. And this is an employment case about workers who only work varying hours but have a contract throughout the year. In these proceedings, Ms. Brazil the respondent is a music teacher who works at a school run by the appellants, the Harper Trust. She works a variable number of hours per week and is only paid for the hours that she teaches during term time. All of that is fine, but an issue arises around holiday pay. Rizal is classified as a worker for the purposes of the Working Time Regulations 1998, and this means that she is entitled to 5.6 weeks a year of annual leave where she will still be paid. She takes that time off during the school holidays because even though she would not normally get paid in the holidays, she can still get her paid annual leave. The question is how should this 5.6 weeks of pay be calculated and there is a dispute between two methods. Prior to September 2011, it was calculated using something called the calendar week method. Here, the trust worked out her average week's pay in accordance with section 224 of the Employment Rights Act 1996 and multiplied that figure by 5.6. At the time, the average week's pay was equal to the average weekly pay over the 12 weeks ending with the start of their leave period and ignored any weeks in which they did not receive any pay. To put this into the context of a school, if Brazil took her 5.6 weeks holiday from the start of the summer holidays, then the trust would look at her pay for the 12 weeks prior to that and work out an average, but ignore, for example, the summer half term where she wouldn't be working at all because the pupils were on holiday. The second method is called the percentage method and was used in relation to Ms. Brazil from September 2011 onwards. Here, the number of hours worked by Ms. Brazil was worked out at the end of each term. The trust then worked out what 12.07% of that number was, and then paid Brazil her hourly rate for those hours as holiday pay. The reason 12.07% is used is because that is the proportion that 5.6 weeks holiday is to the total working year of 46.4 weeks. Under this second percentage method, Brazil received less holiday pay, and so she brought a claim before the Employment Tribunal for unlawful deduction from her wages by underpayment of holiday pay. The case made its way to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. As part of their arguments, the Harper Trust argued that holiday pay should be prorated to also account for weeks that are not worked. Furthermore, the working time regulations derive from the EU Working Time Directive, which remains part of UK law even after Brexit as retained EU law. They argue this means EU case law should be followed and thus the percentage method should be applied in respect of Brazil's holiday pay. The Supreme Court, however, disagreed with this analysis and held that states are entitled to make more generous provision for workers if they so choose. The Harper Trust did also propose another couple of methods for calculating holiday pay, but these did not gain any traction with the justices. For a start, the suggested methods are contrary to what is to be found in the working time regulations themselves. 
Parliament made a decision to define an average week's pay in the Employment Rights Act, and that is not something that should be ignored. Secondly, the methods that were suggested by the Harper Trust are vastly overcomplicated and would require employers and workers to keep detailed accounts of every hour worked, even if they aren't paid at an hourly rate. Finally, it was also suggested by the Harper Trust that the calendar week method preferred by Brazil would lead to an absurd result because her holiday pay would then represent a higher proportion of her annual pay compared to other workers who do regular hours. While this is true, the justices did feel it was a slight overstatement to call the result absurd. A slight benefit to workers with atypical work patterns is neither here nor there in the grand scheme of things. Thus, the appeal by Harper Trust was dismissed, and Brazil won her case. Now, this decision will obviously affect so-called part-year workers, and many of these people do work in schools, so it is felicitous timing that this decision came out during the summer, and the position for the next academic year will be much clearer. Other industries, such as agriculture, hospitality, tourism, will also be affected as well, and employers that have got used to the percentage method will have to change their ways, although the Court of Appeal decision did hint that this change was on the horizon. This is certainly a win for workers in the short term who will now be able to bring similar claims for back pay dating back two years. Furthermore, part-year workers who are moving on will also potentially be able to claim a bigger sum in terms of unused holiday pay. In the longer term, it will be more interesting to see the effects that this decision by the Supreme Court has on the labour market. If there is a serious negative impact for employers, then they may review the arrangements that they make. It is possible that we will see fewer part-year workers as employers instead look to use self-employed contractors, fixed-term contracts or even salaried employees on lower hourly amounts. The UK's approach of having a more generous scheme is to be commended, and the courts were right to allow this to stand, even if it does not match up perfectly with the minimum requirements set out under EU law. However, employers will always try to find ways to get around the system, so this decision is not a sign to be complacent. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. A quick reminder before we go that if you would like to support the podcast and help to keep it ad-free, then you can subscribe to my newsletter and earn yourself some nice perks including more content from me each week and a free ebook on how to answer essay questions on a law degree. If that sounds like something you're interested in, then check out the link in the description to this podcast episode. Anyway, I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye!